Science Genius Girls. It's Monday night this time. Monday. Monday, Monday, Monday. <laughs> Are you ready for a party? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, football season's over. <laughs> sorry. I mean, darn, sorry. The other day I forgot, A, that the Raiders were a football team. And B, that they're from California. And then I got like a 15 minute lecture from Trent Good. about yeah. how you were going to be very upset yes, with me. Yes. <laughs> and so I better get my act together. Yeah, because they are from California. They're from Oakland. Yes. I remembered because the 49ers are the cheese and wine football people, and then the Raiders are like, <laughs> the, I'll beat you up after the game. That's people. right. I will throw a battery at you if you, are. <laughs> you anger me. <laughs> So, but now you know. Okay. Now I know. Good, good. That's our football tangent. Yay! I would talk about basketball, but I know nothing. I only watch NBA basketball, and I know this is March Madness, and that's college football, or college football, college basketball, so, yeah, I got nothing on that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, that was fun. And what else? We were going to talk about movies, maybe. Yes. So now let's segue into our science stuff. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to start off today by talking about some of our favorite science movies because we know that you're fascinated by what we watch. Yeah, I would be, you know, yeah. And perhaps we can give you some recommendations. Excellent. Should we start with the first movie we talked about a few minutes ago? <laughs> the first movie we would highly recommend is called Coelacan. <laughs> it was a movie presented on PBS. It is documentary. a documentary about the exciting discovery of a living fossil back in the 1930s by a very old woman. Not then, but now. And yeah. uh, it was on PBS. I think some British people produced it. Right. It was very dramatic. Very dramatic. <laughs> very dramatic. Be sure to get lots of um, refreshments together before you watch the movie because I think that would make it a lot more fun. Right, because it's about mm, 17 hours long. Or no, maybe an hour and a half, but it seemed really, really long. But there are some very exciting underwater shots of real live coelacanths. That's true, and they're beautiful. <laughs> if you're not scared of things that look like they have scary teeth and... Yeah. I think they did. They looked yeah, pretty scary. They pretty but they're actually looking. quite important fish in the fossil record. Yeah, yeah. And it was a pretty exciting discovery, but I have to say that the movie kind of took all the excitement out of it. We were just being sarcastic. <laughs> yeah, by the way. Don't rent like, it. Don't see that. But you should see Real Genius, which maybe many of you have already seen, with Val Kilmer and I don't know who else, but it was a really fun movie and it had like lasers and... And romance and in the laboratory. Yes, in the I don't know. I've never seen it. It's good. We should. I'll put it on my Netflix queue, and we'll have, Ooh, a, we'll have a Science Genius Girls movie night. <laughs> I know we could record the show as we watch the movie. Wouldn't that be exciting for that everybody? It'd be like one of those, um, like you know, on DVDs when they have those yes. commentaries. It'd yes. be like that, except they would be. It would be for podcasts. So right, and you'd have to go rent the movie yourselves, and then we could like talk, and you would watch the movie and listen to us. Right. And it would be like this multimedia experience yeah. for you. Yeah, and you'd have to time it just right, though. Like hit play on your DVD player and and play on your on your iPod at the same time, and then they could listen to us commenting on what they were watching. And you could still have your refreshments. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Ooh. Future episode. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and <refreshment>, of course. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, and you know what I've never seen is weird science. 
Okay, I don't think I've seen that either. Yeah, it has, that like, it's with um like Anthony Michael Hall. It was another eighties like um they build it's like two teenage boys that build this perfect looking woman through science. <gasps> And oh, do you know what I'm talking no, about? No, but I remembered another 80s movie. Ooh. Flight of the Navigator. Oh, I haven't seen that. What? Who's okay. in that? Flight I have the... no idea. Okay. It's a movie for kids, but it's awesome. It's about this little kid who discovers a UFO, like, down in a ravine. Ooh. And then he somehow gets into it, and he's flying around, and he's traveling at the speed of light, and, like, ooh, all of this cool science and special effects for something of that era. Excellent. Okay. Oh, so long ago. Oh, so long ago. Ooh, that'd be really oh, cool. Oh, it would be good. Yeah, yeah, 80s movies are just great in general. But, yeah, they had some good... What about Labyrinth? Did you ever see that one? Not science, but I certainly yeah, love it. Yeah. No, I remember of... watching that in fifth grade at the yeah. end of the year. And actually, I was just saying to Trent... This is our last week of the semester. Yeah. And I was telling Trent the other day that, remember when we were in elementary school and the last week of class, all we had to do was watch, watch movies, movies and yeah. eat pizza, and Labyrinth was always one of the oh, movies. Oh, yeah, it was so good. The first time, though, when I saw it, I was a little bit scared, and then on subsequent viewings, I was like, this is the coolest movie. Yes, was. that and The NeverEnding Story. Oh, yeah. It was like a package deal. Yeah, that's right. The NeverEnding Story. <laughs> oh, I remember those days. So fondly, yes, yes. The 80s. But then you think about the 90s and today. Mm-hmm. And I would say some movies are pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Not very scientific at all. Mm-hmm. But I remember seeing Volcano the week before I enrolled at Vanderbilt. Ooh. Before I knew I was going to do geology. And I didn't realize that it's highly unlikely that a volcano would just <laughs> pop up in L.A. Volcano. <laughs> seeing Armageddon in college and thinking I like huh. Armageddon I liked it because I was like at the time I thought Ben Affleck was really hot and so I was like ooh Ben Affleck without a shirt on hello Benny hello Benny but it was kind of funny if they were going up there to drill on an asteroid or whatever a meteor what were they doing I yeah they were trying to blow it up they're trying to blow it up That's with right. nuclear weapons oh right <laughs> <laughs> How did you feel about the core, Suzanne? Mm. As a geologist, I'd imagine you'd have some strong opinions. I was quite horrified (laughs) by the core, as we have no way of drilling like 6,000 kilometers into the earth. And FYI, there are not gigantic house-sized crystals (laughs) sitting in massive air pockets in the middle of the earth. Okay, I think we would have picked that up by now. Okay, I mean, I guess it's possible, but where did they get where that? Where did they get that? I know, it's just like, they made it up for fun. But, see, the thing is, you think there's enough scientists around that they could get one of these consultants to come in and tell them that what they're saying isn't really making any sense at I all. I bet they ignore them. I bet they do, too. <laughs> they're just like, oh, that's a cool-sounding word. Like in, ooh, like in Spider-Man, where they just decided to throw in the word nanowires for no apparent reason, for how, um, what was the villain... In, in in Spider-Man. Oh, I forget um, his name. Oh, the guy with the, this with multi arms. Yeah, the octagon, octopus, octagon. Octa evil man. Octa evil man. Sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> Octamini. Yeah. You can correct us viewers or listeners because we don't remember. But whoever he was, yeah, they said that he was like all his powers were coming from nanowires, and that doesn't even make any sense because what do the nanowires do? 
where are the nanowires? <laughs> they just didn't make it. <laughs> so they're like, ooh, nanotechnology. <laughs> like, just throw in a few <laughs> buckyballs while we're at it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's funny. But then in, in X-Men, I love all the science in X-Men. Like, I never saw X-Men. It's like, it has magnets. I saw Hellboy. Oh, <laughs> I never saw Hellboy. Okay, sorry. It was <laughs> bad. Funny. Keep no, going. No. It's okay. But yeah, in X-Men, they had one of the characters is Magneto. And they have, okay. they put him in this like plastic thing where no magnetic, where he can't use his magnetic powers at all. Oh, it's kind of, so that's, that's kind of smart. cool. Yeah, yeah. So they, they use science kind of in a fun way. And I don't know, I think... It's okay if it's, like, a little bit of science and then mildly entertaining when they try to get too, like, you know, like the core when they try to get too caught up in it and then you're like, Please. oh. That was just Lord. somebody waking up from a dream and going, oh, that would be neat. <laughs> cool, I'll tell the producer about it. Yeah. And probably the writer of the film was like, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, sweet, I'm at the core. Anyway, yeah, so there's lots of good science movies out there, and bad ones, but bad in a good way sometimes, and good right. in a bad way. Right, so we just wanted to educate you on that. Yeah, and if you want to send us, you know, over over email oh. some science movies that you, you know, want us to see or think that are really funny or cool or... Or if you want to send us um, $50 million so we can make our own science movie. Ooh, also acceptable. Sure, or plane tickets, restaurant Flowers. money. Movie chocolate, chocolate. Just let us know. We'll give you our address. Addresses. You have to get one for each of us. Yeah. And um, we'll chill. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> so Aditi. Yeah. Um, off that topic. Did you oh. know that it hailed here the other day when you were not here? No. Tell us about that. Well, there was a massive storm. It snowed yeah. up at um, San Jose. And I guess it doesn't snow here much, no, right? So people ever. were freaking out, and they were pulled over on the side of the highway making, like, miniature snowmen. Oh, yeah, because it doesn't snow here. I mean, that's just not But then it was thing. so weird, because it stopped snowing, and it started raining, and then it would, like, sleet. And then at night, we're just sitting there, and all of a sudden we hear, like, this massive pounding on the house. And it was hail, and they were, like, an inch in diameter. Whoa. It was so loud. I thought my car was going to get dented in. Oh, so we had two gosh. inches of hail. That's and my crazy. roommate was, she must have taken like 50 pictures. <laughs> she's so excited. <laughs> she was very excited. Oh, yeah. It was just so weird for this time of year. I mean, rain, yeah, okay. but And snow in the higher elevations, but sleet and hail. and I was kind wow. of scared. Yeah. I was like, this isn't supposed to happen here. Yeah. Ooh, scary. I was a little frightened. Yeah. And then it's like 75 degrees back in North in Carolina, North Carolina. Where I'm from. Aww. That's odd. Global warming, people. It's all about global warming. <laughs> yeah, it's rocking our world. Hail, polar bears. What's I next? What we is don't next? know. Polar bears? You know, they're going to die. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> the ice sheets are <laughs> melting and they have no place to stand. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, let's just drink our Coca-Cola. <laughs> And wait to die. Oh, it's not funny. <laughs> sorry, it's not funny. And polar bears are so cute too. They'd eat you. Yeah, they would. <laughs> oh, wasn't that another movie too? That that documentary about that guy who would. I saw that and I couldn't watch it because he was so. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry. He was weird. No, no, yeah. I did, I didn't see it. So, 
It was uncomfortable to watch him. Oh. Like, he seemed like he really loved the grizzly bears. What was this? A grizzly man. I think that's grizzly what it was man. called. Grizzly man, yeah. And he and took I his girlfriend his out there, too, right? And then they both get eaten. Yeah, I guess he'd been out there for, like, ten summers or something like that. And he hung out with the grizzly bears, and nothing ever happened. Um, but, yeah, all of a sudden, just turned on him. And, yeah, his girlfriend was there, and they... I don't know. I guess they got it on, like, audio tape, oh, and then it's awful. That's so weird. But the video is him talking about the bears, and, like, you just see him kind of, like, losing his mind over time. Oh, it was very strange. Because he's just getting so in into the grizzly bear. I think he had issues. Yeah. Well, you had to do that for ten years. That's ten summers, whatever. Yeah. That's kind of so we would not recommend that you go up to Alaska and hang out with the grizzly bears. Yeah, or any other large animals that could <laughs> eat you. <laughs> but in the movie, there was this very cute little fox that kept stealing his hat. Aww. And I really loved the fox, and I want one now. Okay. Pet A red-tailed fox. Oh, What would you name him? Foxy. Foxy. Foxy the fox. Hey, Foxy. <laughs> Aren't I creative? <laughs> Foxy, the red-tailed fox. <laughs> That's a good word, fox. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. All right. So maybe we should move on to our story. Yeah, that sounds good. Which one should we start with? Maybe. Ooh. Okay. We'll talk about the Saturn moon. So, this article from the New York Times was written by Kenneth Chang, who Woo! is a graduate of the UC Santa Cruz Science Writing and program and an inspiration to all of us. That's right. Ken Chang. Woo. Or as I call him, Kenny C. Kenny C. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So he wrote an article about um, the Saturn moon called Enceladus that apparently has liquid water under the surface. It's covered in ice. Okay. But when the ice breaks, you get these um, spurts of water just shooting out wow. into outer space. Very cool. So it appears that there is some sort of sheet of ice around it, and then inside there's at least pockets of water. Liquid water. And everyone's really excited about this because one of the key um, requirements for life is water. It's water, right. Nice. And all this time we're obsessing about it on Mars, and it's actually on one of Saturn's moons. Yes. Maybe. There's also, they think there's also water on a moon of Jupiter. Really? Europa. Yeah, yeah that's it's like right. this giant ice ball, and you think there might be water under Ooh. the surface. This is so exciting. See, I wish we were spending more, it's going to be a slightly political tangent, but I'll try to keep it to a minimum, but you know how we're going to spend all this money to go to see things on the moon, but you know, we kind of know what's going on with the moon. It'd be really Yeah, it's cool. dry. Dry as a desert. Yeah, but it'd be fun to see, see what was on Saturn's moon instead. Well, apparently yeah. science... So when this came out, the magazine Science published, um, I think, ten other articles about this same moon. And I think it might have been in response to this whole thing that we talked about last week about NASA getting its budget cut. cut right. So if they could, you know, present this in a big way and get people excited about it, right. maybe they wouldn't yeah. lose their money. Right, right, okay. So, yeah, the agency's proposed budget cut would cut... $3 billion from space science over the next five years to help pay for the completion of the space station, which I thought was falling apart anyway, too, yeah. and plans to send astronauts back to Earth's moon. Okay, so, interesting. Okay. Yeah, I think well, this would be really interesting. I'm not really yeah. sure how possible it would be to go out there and check it out. But. That's true. 
But at least if they're like all the publicity, hopefully that'll help out. We're, we're publicizing it too in our own way. So I just think it's interesting because aside from the moon, I mean, that was you know like years and years ago, and we haven't done anything like that since then. No, we haven't. Yeah, and we haven't even been to our moon in like 30 years, right? So cool I think it. that's odd. Yeah, yeah. There's such a lag. I mean, I think part of it is that the you know, obviously some of the space shuttles are getting old and they're not sure if they are even up to par anymore. And nice. It's kind of sad. So I wonder if this would actually happen, but that would be pretty cool to see cool. a geyser spurting off oh, the moon next to Saturn. Oh, can you imagine? Oh, that would be pretty exciting to be an astronaut. That's what we could do! Ooh! Right now we're trying to figure out where we're going to work after this whole thing. Yeah. Why worry? We could be astronauts. Be astronauts. Go to astronaut school. I get a little Ooh, Do you think sick, you'd though. throw up on the plane where you go up and then down and then you're floating in air? Yeah, probably. The, up, the down part would probably make me throw up or I cry. I think I'd like it. You think you'd like it? Yeah. I'd be like, don't throw up on me, Dee <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, I'm going to drink some tang. I'll see you later. <laughs> I'm going to eat my astronaut ice cream. Yeah. Imagine Ooh. if we were stuck in a capsule going to a moon of Saturn. Of Saturn. How cool would Oh, wait, that Neptune. Be? Wait, is it Neptune? No, it's Saturn. <laughs> okay, Saturn. <laughs> I'm like, oh crap, are we giving completely wrong information? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Do you think we'd fight? If we're stuck I don't in a think tiny so. capsule. After a while, we'd probably just stop talking to each other. Yeah, <laughs> like, probably. <laughs> I don't see us fighting. I just see us being like, all right, I'm gonna have my quiet time now. <laughs> You'd be like talking into your little radio back to her. She's crazy. <laughs> How you doing, Suzanne? Good, good. That's right. Drink your hot tang. Get me out of here. Abort, abort. Abort. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. It'd be funny. We could each take pets. Ooh. Who would I take? I'd take a miniature chihuahua. Ooh, I'd take a snake. I think that would be fun. Eat the chihuahua. Make <laughs> a play. <laughs> Or what else could I take? A yeah, gerbil. A gerbil, a hamster. Speaking of hamsters. Oh, yeah! Oh, nice segue! That was completely, completely unrehearsed, folks. So my story from MSNBC.com is about um, this group at MIT that has used nanotechnology, that, that catch-all word, for restoring vision in hamsters. So what they've done is taken this synthetic substance which is basically like a mesh, like, I don't know, like the mesh you use to, you know, like a sponge or something like that, mm. and and put a bunch of nano-sized particles inside of it that self-assemble. So that's what the whole mesh is actually made out of, and it's a synthetic version of your body's natural connective tissue. Um, and so what they do is, well, they've done this in um, mice, I think. Yeah, no, hamsters, oh, hamsters. Yeah, sorry. Right, that's it. That's what it was, <laughs> was, and then I lost <laughs> it. Hey, we're tired, okay? Yeah. <laughs> a lot on our minds. We have a lot in our minds. Hamsters have more in their minds, but... <laughs> yeah, in their brains. Oh. Yeah. So, so, yeah, they take this mesh, and they actually stick it into the, um, into the nerve tract within the visual system of both young and adult hamsters. And... So they, okay, so I guess, you know, they started out with hamsters that could see, and then they severed the nerve track, oh. so they went blind, which is kind of sad, but then they put these, these mesh things back in, and they were able to restore 80% of their vision within six weeks, so... Good thing, because 
I would have been a very bitter hamster. Yeah, me too. Like, hey, what's going on? I could see, and all of a sudden, you're like, I'm not going to be able I could to see. see you, now I'm blind. Yeah, it's kind of messed up. But they're saying <laughs> that, you know, that they could somehow, someday, if they could use this in humans, it could help restore sensory and motor function to patients suffering from strokes and injuries of the brain or spinal cord. So it's really preliminary research, and the, um, the group... Let's see, is it a, another team member, Rutledge Ellis Benke. Rutledge Benke! <laughs> oh, Benke! <laughs> says that um, it'll one day be a part of a group of therapies for regeneration and nervous tissue healing. And he says that we're very cautiously optimistic, but we also know this is not the Holy Grail. And probably not British, but it's fun to just... <laughs> It's probably southern or something. <laughs> it's not the holy grail. <laughs> I tell you what. I tell you, I've been injecting this mesh into my head for the last <laughs> five years and I'm fine. Just fine. Uh, I can see through anything. <laughs> if anything happens to me, you just tell them. It's okay. You can inject the mesh into your head. A weird sponge thing into her brain. Sure, go for She'll it. She'll be fine. She'll be fine. <laughs> No, it seems like there's all these random technologies out there. Because remember last quarter when I was writing about something for restoring vision, or, or no, it was motor control, and, and yeah, and then, like, there's just all these... I wrote about gold nanoparticles yeah. to cure cancer, except that they'd only tried it in a Petri dish. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was really cool. It's just, I wonder, yeah. how do you take it from those Petri dishes into actual, you know, into humans? humans. It must take years and years and years. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, like, animals and then clinical trials, and then it seems like they're really good at just kind of extrapolating ahead and saying, oh, yeah, it'll be good for humans, and then... I think they have to if they yeah. want us to pay attention. That's us media right. folks. That's right. Gotta grab us with the glitz and glamour of <laughs> science Actually, journalism. I don't know if I... I don't know. No. You just have to explain it well. Yeah. Because I think some things are just inherently interesting. Exactly. Yeah, good point, Suzanne. Like injecting mesh into mice. Yeah, mesh mice. Ooh. You come up with a good headline for that. Yeah. I don't know what that would be, but... Me neither, but... Yes. I bet one of our classmates would. Yes, our classmates like to make up little headlines. Yeah, sometimes we spend whole hours doing that in class. <laughs> we don't need to talk no. about class right now. Probably just, best that we don't. We have class tomorrow morning, and we're very excited about that. Yay! This week is the last week of school. Woohoo! That'll be great. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Okay, so the last thing, I'm not even going to try to think of a segue. No, don't worry about it. It's about something called, <laughs> can't even talk, <laughs> cloud seeding. Um, which is something that they're going to try out in Arizona and some of the other western states. I guess they've already tried it. Okay. But basically you inject um, silver iodide into clouds that haven't produced rain, and it makes them rain. Oh, there's just a there's a cloud in the silver lining analogy oh. right there. Yeah, there's our pun. There All you right. go. That's just, anyway, I've never heard of this. I've but apparently it, it says it's very popular. Um, this was in Yahoo News. But it was written by the Associated Press. Apparently it's been tried other places. It hasn't, I guess nobody's really proven that they've actually, that this stuff has actually made it rain. Okay, okay. Like it could have just been a coincidence. Um, but apparently if they get it to work, they could really um, increase the amount of water in these 
aquifers that are drying up out west. Because wow. Arizona has some major problems with water. Right, right. They're always taking things from Colorado and... Yeah, they're stealing things from Colorado and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> As is L.A. <laughs> Other parts of California, but... So if they, yeah. think if they can make more precipitation, they can get more snow to fall in the mountains, and then you'd have more water running off That down. is so cool. I can't believe, like, this isn't all over the news. This just amazes me. Because if you could control the weather, that's like... That kind of freaks me yeah. out. Yeah. That's like the ultimate... I know. Thing, if you can control the weather. Yeah, then you really would have, like, a rain cloud, just whenever you wanted it. Ooh. See, I don't know how I feel about that. Because then you're messing with the environment. Yeah, you are. So then you're changing everything. For everybody. For the littlest creatures up to to us. Yeah. We don't care. We don't care, but but the littlest creatures might. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. So that's just strange. That is strange. But I wonder how they, I mean... How do they actually get the particles up there? Like, do they... A big needle. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. It's like a gun, actually. <laughs> <laughs> get your paintball machine and aim it at the cloud! <laughs> <laughs> How fun would that be? It's out in the Arizona desert with this huge paintball machine. All these little kids at elementary schools, yeah. like in science class, they get to go outside and shoot silver iodide at the sky. That'd be pretty bad. <laughs> No, not the teacher, the sky! <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It kind of reminds me of, um, have you ever heard of terraforming? Like the no. idea of actually creating an atmosphere on another planet. No. And then, huh. so you would actually create an atmosphere on, say, the moon, and then, okay. like, get it to rain, and then get stuff to grow. And, oh. Ooh. I don't know, this whole concept yeah. of controlling the weather, I don't know why it made me think of that, but it did. It's a similar thought. Yeah, that's really interesting. Ooh. So what happens to the silver iodide? Do you think that's bad? I don't know. Yeah, what does happen to that? Because it, what, what would it, it must react with something in the clouds to make it rain. And then you'd have little metal particles floating around. And, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, little. Would they be nanoparticles? Would they Probably. be toxic? Who knows? I mean, we don't know. We don't know. Silver isn't toxic as far as I know, but I don't know why you'd be... There was some senator who took silver, like some silver solution for several years to help his health. Oh. He turned blue. Yeah. Yeah, he, tur- yeah, he took colloidal silver. Wow. Yeah, you don't... I mean, you don't want to be just like injecting or ingesting huge amounts of anything. <laughs> you turn like... into the Smurfs. Yeah, the Smurfs. <laughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> oh, the Smurfs. <laughs> it's like our 80s recollection <laughs> I feel like we're on VH1. Yeah. 1981. <laughs> I love the 80s. <laughs> Clearly Suzanne and I watch way too much television. I don't know when I... I really don't understand how I watch. Yeah. I, I feel like I don't have time, but I do. I do. It's somehow just on in the background. And then... And then I always to... watch the same things over and over again. Yes. Yeah. Like, I've watched the real world... Um, Key West, the first two episodes, like, five times. Oh. Uh, Why? I don't uh, know. Yeah. I think it's because they're in such a pretty place and I want to be there. Yeah, yeah. And, yes, yeah, Santa Cruz is a pretty place, but it's been raining and it's been so cold. And cold. Really cold. Yeah. I know you guys don't believe us. I've it's been freezing. there. I mean, I know. Like, you don't really think that it gets cold here, but it's cold. It's cold. Check weather.com. It's cold. Yeah. Yeah. So... Anyway, yeah, and be I've been watching Project Runway. I needed to see Ooh, that. Ooh, that's right. Project Runway. I love Tell it. It's that. about 
a bunch of designers. <clears throat> it's like a survivor type contest where every week somebody gets kicked off. Okay. Because they're not a good enough designer. Uh-huh. So I like it because it reminds me of our class. Yeah. Except like, we don't get kicked off. Right. Get kicked. Too bad. <laughs> we just get kicked. <laughs> kicked <laughs> over and over again. You suck. <laughs> Try harder. <laughs> Why did we even accept you into this program? <laughs> you can't write. They're not that mean. No. It's, it's close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so these designers, you know, they have a special challenge every week. And there's always somebody crying and somebody getting mad. And I'm like, wow. So every week totally... they have to design an outfit? like or Yeah, like, like one a... week they had to design a skating outfit for Sasha Cohen. And then another week they had to design an outfit inspired by something in New York City. And then... Wow. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of pressure. He's bored. No, I'm just tired. <laughs> just kidding. This no, goes back to our yawning episode. Oh, that's right. Will you if you haven't yawning? heard it, go back and listen to it. Yeah, it's on our on our website. Yes, sciencegeniusgirls.blogspot.com. Yes, that's right. I'm afraid I'm going to get it wrong because I think I did like the first three times in a row. It'd be like. It's okay. One day I'm going to figure out how to make it just sciencegeniusgirls.com, but I'm too lazy. No, it's okay. I think the blog spot's kind of cool. Yeah, blog yeah. spot. Hmm. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. So, so wow, that's a... Because, I mean, for even a regular designer to come up with a totally different themed outfit every week would be pretty hard. Yeah. And they don't have people, like, tearing them down. It looks pretty rough, but I enjoy watching them suffer because I know that I'm not <laughs> the only one. <laughs> I'm telling you, I think it's just something about doing something that's so creative and that's so, like, like when you write, I mean, that's so much of you. You're putting yeah, all of you out there. Exactly. And to have that criticized is really hard, and it's probably the same for the designers. Like, everything right. they make is a, an extension of them. Exactly. Then have some, have, like, a supermodel. Like or, Heidi Klum. Yeah, tear it apart. That's just awful. Yeah. Because, hmm. I mean, she's just supposed to wear the clothes, like. Yeah. What do you know, Heidi? I'm just kidding. Yeah. I think she's nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, isn't she married to Seal? She is married to Seal. Oh, they're so cute together. Yes, they have a baby. Lenny, I believe. I, how do I know this stuff? I don't know. I can't remember anything else, but I remember <laughs> everything I read in People magazine. Yeah, I keep reading about how Britney Spears might be pregnant again. I believe it. I looked at a picture of her. Yeah. Yeah. She's looking mm. kind of... I don't know. I mean, hey, I don't want to say she's chubby because she's fine, but... Yeah. Maybe she might be, yeah, might with be. child. Preggers. <laughs> Preggers, as they say in Britain, in the old country. <laughs> One day we're going to go there and we're going to use our fake oh, British accent. I know, accents. it'll be awesome. Cool, all right. All right. Maybe we should wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, it's like been rambling for a long time, but thanks for listening. And Thank you, know, you. As always, keep emailing and letting us know what you'd want us to talk about and story ideas or anything yes, else. Yes, yeah. sciencegeniusgirls at gmail.com. We want to sp send a special message to the Law School Podcast Boys who have not produced a new episode in like two and a half weeks. Yeah. We miss you. Come back. Come back, Law School Podcast Boys. <laughs> Okay. Cool. All right. Well, we'll talk to you next week. All right. Bye. Bye.